This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com go again hello joe hello rich thick and fast at the moment isn't it oh isn't it just how are you feeling after the 1-1 draw on the weekend you feeling good well i I was very happy after the goal i was um just out for a walk at the time it was it was nice to see an actual goal alert come up for once and it'd be a positive thing you know a draw is not ideal but you know still still moving in the direction two undefeated that's how you have to look at things isn't it Absolutely. I was in Clanger Wood in West Wiltshire uh, when the goal came in. And yeah, I, I fist pumped the air like there was no tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better about things since recording with Terry last night. A, a large percentage of this podcast is therapy for me, basically. And that includes bleaker Swindon Town conversations. And it works for me. So, so be it. I think we... I think we were quite mild in in comparison to some of the text-based conversations that are out there on that there internet at the moment, but I appreciate that the last pod wouldn't have been everyone's cup of tea. But hey, they're not always going to be winners, are they, Joe? No, as, as, as everyone knows, you can't can't deal up a 10 out of 10 every time. Sometimes you've got to bring in a Ket Taylor Curran performance. <laughs> well, steady on. <laughs> um, we, still had, we still had fun with band t-shirt chat, you know, it, it wasn't all that bleak. I'm just just a fan of the two-footed challenges. Sorry, Rich. (laughs) Okay, well, let's talk about the most recent presser then ahead of the game against Leighton Orient on Tuesday 
night. I kind of thoroughly enjoyed this presser with yourself, Andrew Halls of BBC Radio Wiltshire and Johnny Leefield of The Advertiser. Let's get straight in then. Injury updates because Kieran Brennan is back, but not fit. Yeah, we are where we were, really. I think Brennan may be more of a, a bigger chance to play at the weekend against Rochdale. He's back in today, which is to mean this afternoon because they haven't been training this morning, but he's going to be doing some light stuff with, with just one coach getting evening himself back in should be in by the end of the week but uh you know, they're still following that uh that old protocol which is you know which is taking its time which is which is good but you know it would just be nice to have Kieran Brennan back as soon as possible yeah i think so and that they are taking their time with this going through all the proper protocols yeah protocols always the order of the day when Kieran Brennan's coming up at the moment it's you no know, i think maybe they they felt they didn't follow it entirely as they maybe should have done after Harrogate and they're making up for that this time and they're being as cautious as possible and hopefully we'll see him soon but not before he is absolutely ready with no risk of a of another flare-up. Yeah absolutely but nobody else to report about you know other than what we already know about Reese Devine and Ellis Iandale. Yeah we're not even bothering talking about Ellis and Reese Devine anymore it's the uh what was it uh Brian Clough thing where he just didn't speak to anyone who was injured we just we just don't talk about them anymore they're they're out they're <laughs> they're doing their own thing and but uh a few knocks bumps and bruises from uh from carlisle and the the long old hall up there and back but we are we are still at our not quite full complement but just the just the free players out at the moment yeah okay well the long old hall was linked to the next question which i believe was from andrew and he cited the fact that the players probably would have got home about midnight um, on Saturday night, Sunday morning, and there's a game on Tuesday. So the question was, how much can be done with such a quick turnaround post the Carlisle game? What was said here? Yeah, it's it's a lot more difficult. Carlisle famous for its uh, for its nice away trip. Lots of away fans like to go up up there, obviously. But the, the players, as you say, got back around midnight on Saturday. They were they were in full rest and recovery mode yesterday. They were just doing a few bits and bit pieces of ice baths and stuff to get themselves back to 100% so they can come in and play tomorrow. They're, they'll be training this afternoon, um, getting in the bits that Scott Lindsay saw of when he was watching Late Orient all of yesterday. So I imagine he got out in the sun and had some fun yesterday instead of just, just seeing what Richie Wellens is up to in, in London at the moment. But yeah, they'll, they'll be training tomorrow, doing more meetings, um, really, just to go through what Leighton Orient are about, showing what has been found out about them. And then they can hopefully get that into the match. But it won't be the full sort of, obviously you can't have a full week of training. They've had half a day, really. They'll be on the grass leading up to Leighton Orient. Yeah, there was a full timetable given to us during during the presser, which was kind of, well, I find it quite interesting. Yeah, if any stalkers are out there, then uh, when BBC put up their pre-match interview or something, you can probably find out where the players will be. But um, <laughs> they are. <laughs> we, we did learn quite a lot about their schedule, and it sounds not overly intense. It was all that made about the, uh, the fatigue last week um, leading into Walsall. But uh, I think they're making sure that no one is, no one's anything less than you know, than perfect going into this game because it is a big one, top of the table, late in Orient. This was like a, a midday just after presser and it, it was just the fact that Lindsay was saying, well, they're just rolling in now. Yeah. Oh, what a life. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, even we were starting earlier than today. I know Ryan was uh, was not was not best pleased that they'd moved the presses to a more convenient time in the afternoon. He didn't have to wake up this season, but um, you know the the players just knocking in through the door as as we were speaking to Scott, who was who was sipping on a nice tea, and they were getting ready to go this afternoon. What do you think this would have been a deal breaker for Ryan had he known that the the nine AMs were were being canned? <laughs> you have to assume he was gonna he would say would have said no to the Mail Online, if he'd known, he didn't have to wake up quite so early to speak to Ben Garner. Something from the last pod that we did, uh, Terry questioned our identity and that thereof. And Andrew asked about this, is where are we with the identity of the team? Because it was something that Sandro talked a lot about in pre-season. And when will the team be comfortable with that? Well, the joking Lampardian twist answer was tomorrow. But um, but the uh, the true answer is that uh, is the boring one, which is it's improving game on game. They're they're getting more comfortable in each phase of play, defensively attacking, and that he does. He has said he feels like there's been progress, which I think would probably be true because we started the season with a bit of a caning at Harrogate, and you know it was a good performance against Salford. From what I've seen of Carlisle, as I said, I wasn't there, but what I've seen, it looked like again we were we were playing better, creating more chances, eleven v eleven. Than, than had previously been the case. So it does look like he isn't he isn't completely talking out the side of his mouth. We are getting increasingly comfortable and hopefully we'll be closer to that uh true form of this of this beast soon. Mm, yeah, and here's hoping it's ASAP. But yeah, I agree. The green shoots is the term the, the many of the fans have been saying and you know I'm all for that. Um we move on. We need to talk about Lou Reed because it's cited that he's not been up to his high standard, and it sounds like Reed has acknowledged this himself. The question of Louis Reed not being quite at his level is, you know, the the, the players who are getting specific questions in these pre-matches ones at the moment, McCurdy and Reed, which last season would have been, how great are they by Louis? But uh, at the moment, it's why aren't they performing? And yeah, it was the admission is not up to the heights of last season, which is probably seen as a slightly different comment by some fans I've seen talking about. Louis Reed, uh, so far this season, they, they they agree. Louis Reed agrees. They just he's just not playing well enough at the moment. And but there is obviously the faith that he will get back there. Lindsay said, and it's something I would 100 percent go along with. He is the best holding midfielder in this division. I would say off the basis of last season, he is the best footballer in this division. And he's he's just got to get back to what he was doing. There was there was the point made about maybe if teams were trying to handle him differently. But Scott Lindsay didn't really think that was the case. Even when they do put a man, try and go man to man with Louis Reed, they quite like it when that happens because it reads very good at shaking that man off and still playing his game. And then you just take someone out of, out of the tactical battle. But uh, it didn't sound like there'd been many changes with regards to how teams were dealing with him. He's just not, he's just not performing and that will hopefully change soon. Well, I don't know if you, if you were aware, Joe, but to earn your move to Derby County, one must down tools and play to a subpar standard before. Yeah, the, the, the only way you can get moved to a higher division is by playing demonstrably worse for a period of time. And then they'll be like, that's the guy. That's the one we want. Yeah, that's right. Nathan Byrne got it all wrong by scoring that hat-trick <laughs> on the opening day all those years ago, didn't he? Idiot. <laughs> yeah, what a fool, you know. He only went for a million by scoring that hat trick and putting himself in the shot window. That's the rookie's way of going about it. Ditch just right up, fool. Um, Let's talk about 
Leighton Orient then. So as has been discussed by everyone, they have secured maximum points from their first three games. They've had quite a stable summer in terms of squad changes. Theo Archibald decided a permanent contract after a successful loan last year. They signed Anthony Jiriju, a former Spurs prospect. Uh, he's come back from a spell in Cyprus. They've signed Swindon Bourne, Swindon's very own George Moncur after three seasons in the Championship with Luton and Hull. And they've also signed some chap called Rob Hunt, who has 170-plus EFL appearances to his name. In the loan market, they have dipped in for centre-forward Charlie Kelman from QPR, and midfielder Idris El Mazzouni has come in from Ipswich. I think he's a midfielder. So their game so far has been a 2-0 win against Grimsby. Tom James and George Moncur penalty there. Tom James scored again in their 1-0 win over Crawley away. And then this weekend, they got a 1-0 win against Mansfield with their on-loan forward Charlie Kelman scoring his first goal for the club. So looking at their side, I, I don't really know the ins and outs. It looks like a 4-3-3 with friend of the pod, Lawrence Vigaru in goal. The much-loved Tom James at right-back with friend of the pod part two, Rob Hunt at left-back at the moment. It's centre-back, they have Daniel Happen, Omar Beckles in midfield, George Moncur, Darren Prattley still playing, and Idris El Mazzouni, and Theo Archibald, Paul Smythe, and Charlie Kelman up front. They've also had Adam Thompson, defender, playing this year, Craig Clay, veteran midfielder, and Rule Sotiriu um, has also played too. So it's quite a challenge, this one. What was Scott Lindsay's thoughts on Richie Wellens' O's? Yeah, Richie Wellens' is- Orient there, we got, again, quite a decent whack onto what they're about. You talk yeah. a lot about Lawrence Vigoru, who you know, was, was the first-team goalkeeper here when Lindsay was with the youth side. You talk about everything he does well, which seems to be everything, which is which is fine. Um, a, a bit of a chat about his rash decision-making, which I'm sure Lawrence would, would take some exception to. He's doesn't doesn't like those questions quite so much. But, uh, you know, he gave away a penalty at the weekend and then saved it using his talent, the... Useless fool. Um, <laughs> also, we talked a bit of a chat about uh, one Robert Hunt, whoever that is. Um, he's been playing at left back for them so far. He's um, he's one that um, Lindsay said he would very much like to have kept over the summer, but it didn't go that way. And um, you know, we all have our theories on Rob Hunt and what what we know and don't know. But the fact is, he went on trial at Crawley and then went and joined Richie Wellens, which I always we always assumed was a possibility. Um, yeah, and there, there was no contract offer. Let's not tiptoe <laughs> around this. There was no talks. He was gone. It's, it is what it is. But they should have just said so. That he, he didn't. He didn't have any negotiations. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is what, um, what 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 you know, Rich, isn't it? Really, that uh, the Rob Hunt thing wasn't was a bit smoke a bit of smoke and mirrors and club slightly surprising, really. But yeah, we. But stylistically, um, it'll be familiar words to Swindon fans who watch that Richie Wellen side. Very good attacking side. They're really strong in transition. They've got their inverted wingers, one of which is Theo Archibald, who I have absolutely no idea why Lincoln let them sign on a permanent basis. He was absolutely outstanding last season. And you know whatever money they <laughs> offered for him, it, w- it w- shouldn't have been enough. But he's had a strong start to the season. Um, people may remember one Charlie Kelman from his his many films, most notably scoring from his own half whilst at age 17 at South End, I believe. So he's, you know, he's still at that level, but he's, he's had a strong start. Tom James, you mentioned, I believe he scored twice already from fullback. 
Yeah, Tom Tom James is the player when when Rob Hunt signed, and you know my Rob Hunt angst is you know I, I don't really unleash itk that often, but I'm very very confident on this one, so you just have to take my word for that. But when they signed Rob Hunt, I think some fans were telling Orient, "Congratulations, you've signed the best right back in the division." And their reply was, he won't even be the best right back at Orient. So they're, they're huge James fans, aren't they? Yeah, they very much are. I think he's scored a couple of spectacular goals this season. I would I would suggest saying he was the best right back in the league would be a little bit over the top. It probably wasn't even the best right back at Swindon last season either. But yeah, he's been playing on the left, which we know very well he can do. He uh, gets shifted around quite a lot, Rob Hunt, which is the issue of being versatile. But you know, it gets you in the team, which at the end of the day is is good enough. Yeah, this is a really strong Leighton Orient side. Three wins from three. They did lose to Boris Green in the League Cup, but you know we know Richie Wellens doesn't do cup matches, so that was, that was probably <laughs> true to form. Oh, he is consistent, if nothing else. And yeah, he just turned up at Salford and won the uh, Papa John's or whatever it was called at the time, just because the previous manager got into the final. Just disgraceful stuff that's how you do it actually that's the way to do it none of that knockout round nonsense give me to the final and i'll do the rest they were the shortest ever efl champions weren't they they had it for a day and then they played the other one so (laughs) even when he did that he couldn't be champion for very long pathetic pathetic (laughs) Uh, um the question how important will matching their intensity be was asked what did he say here uh lindsay very matter of fact after match everyone's intensity which, you know, if, if I was an opposition manager and heard him say that, it's like, we'll go really low intensity from the start. They'll lull themselves down and then we hit them because they won't be able to match it from there. But yeah, we know that Richie Wellens, it's really high, high tempo. The pressing is pretty intense for even, you know, in the start of that League One season, we were really strong in that area of the field, if not very much else under Wellens. Um, so they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to bring it. They're going to want to be on the front foot. This is a team that, probably quite similar to Swindon stylistically in their in their hunger for possession but Lindsay is, is not relenting we will have the ball um is is his supposed game plan unless he's again playing tricks with us but um yeah it's, it's good, it should be an interesting game and hopefully you know they have won all three games but no one else in league two has done that which if you look on the positive side means they probably won't win any more in a row hey man we hadn't scored and we had to end that run and that ended at Carlisle so all wins must come to an end winning runs must come to an end all losing runs must come to an end at some point and I love the idea of it happening against this one because so many people have gone wow you know this one we chalk off and we look to Rochdale the club aren't doing that but many fans certainly have it was asked about will we be hitting them on the counter-attack and that was a very quick no wasn't it yeah, Johnny, Johnny Felix knows what it feels like now. He's joined the no club. It was it was a one-word answer. No, we won't be hitting them on the counter-attack, you fool. And uh, that sort of derision is it's nice to know it's not just for me. <laughs> well, he didn't call him a fool. And he also... <laughs> and, and Johnny asked for elaboration too. So, uh, 1-0 Johnny. Yeah, he's a, he's, his seasoned uh, question <laughs> answering was uh, showed there. He, he asked for the elaboration. He did get it, to be fair, but... Yeah, it was a no, and that's and I was running around because um, it was on Zoom. I was running around my own room celebrating that it wasn't just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. If that's we, nice to hear. <laughs> if we could have um, one Johnny, that would be good. 
<laughs> uh, just make you all feel in in your own little club. Um, <laughs> Johnny was saying that it feels like we're moving in the right direction, and whether that's fair, there was only ever going to be one response on this on this front, wasn't there? Yeah, again, that sort of linked with the identity stuff. If we're moving towards the right way, and then yeah, it was it was again we're we're improving game on game. We we feel like we're in the right place. Um, slow process, all those all those lovely buzzwords that we're hearing. All too much, all too often at the start of this season, because you wouldn't hear them if we won every game five nil. But yeah, it's 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 all that positive progress. So we're building towards this end goal. Yada yada yada. Uh, you know the drill by this point. I certainly do. Final sort of thoughts on Orient before we move on to transfer chat and your questions is, you know, Richie Wellens. We know all about him. We know we pretty much know how he's going to set up. How how do we combat that, do you think? I mean, Mildenhall was on the coaching staff. I know they've beat us, beaten us already since Wellens took over at Leighton Orient. But we, we know exactly how this is going to play out. So surely we stand some chance. Yeah, I think in many ways this game will suit us. I think you can kind of throw the other Leighton Orient game out of the window because that wasn't really a Richie Wellens team the way they were playing. He hadn't, you know, he'd, I think, learned from Salford and Doncaster the he shifted the way he played before he could get his own players in the door, which he's done over this summer. So, you know, the, the 10 men, and it was a lot more defensive than I think you would ever see from a Richie Wellens team. So I don't think that gives us many clues about what, how this one will play out. This will be, I think, quite toe-to-toe in the way it'll play out. And um, I, I did ask Lindsay that. You'll hear that in a second. Um, in, you know, in this sort of side, they'll come and try and play. We'll be playing our own football, there'll be spaces in behind and hopefully we'll be able to use that. Because we do have, as Lindsay points out, some players who are very good in transition. You know, we have a lot of quick forwards, Wakeling and McCurdy will be good getting in behind, getting into those areas. We've got players who can put the ball into those areas as well. So if Leighton Orient come play their way, that, you know, stars make fights and I reckon this could be an exciting game. Any of our likely first eleven? did any of them play under Richie Wellens? Oh, it's Baudry only, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I think it would only be Baudry. Yeah, because Ellis is out. God, dear. And that's only, what, two years ago? Goodness me. Football league, eh? Crazy place. Transfer chat. Finally, we're two weeks away. This is the time where it's allowed. So Johnny went all in um, and he asked how the uh, the quest for a centre forward was going. Control C, control V every other week of this presser. Um, we're still ongoing. Hunt for a striker. We know who we want. We have a list. We've been speaking to agents speaking to clubs about you know availability and where we can get the right deal they're still very much in the hunt for a striker the Saturday Tuesday relentlessness at the moment isn't helping too much there was a a bit of a suggestion that next week would be a lot easier so maybe pencil in your calendars for next Thursday or Friday for a striker coming in the door but at the moment there's no news there's no real updates it's ongoing hunt we're working hard behind the scenes doing what we can yeah, I think it's purely because of that midweek break is why that they're, they're maybe a little bit more confident that things will happen or at least talks will happen uh, across other clubs um, next week, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I mean, it'll depend on EFL Cup status. I imagine they're playing that next week is why we have a free one. But yeah, but when it because you're preparing for games and trying to set yourself up tactically each week, it's probably harder to integrate a new player in a shorter week and obviously... The other clubs are focusing on themselves as well. So um, I think the conversation is a bit slower because you have that 
you know, those games every few days that are slowing things down. But next week, we have a free week and hopefully we can move a bit quicker. Yep, so two weeks until Tyree Simpson returns, right? Right? <laughs> Obviously. Uh, straight swap for Harry McCurdy. <laughs> and he was asked if there are any pangs of concern on the on the centre forward front, which again, you're not going to go, well, actually, yes, yes, we're absolutely bricking it and we're probably just going to bring someone in from... Ebb's fleet just as a as a as a wing and a prayer signing, but it, it was always going to be the last one in because of how highly sought after many of the targets will be, especially if it's going to be a lone player, which we don't know. It could be a it could be a um, permanent, but this is the one that we've said since before ball was even kicked this season that it was likely that the centre forward was going to be the last one in. Yeah, it's always last, I think. You know, as long as you can remember, the, that player is the hardest to get. I think the suggestion of talking to clubs might... Obviously, we've signed a few players uh, for fees this summer already, but that suggestion make, leads me to believe it would be a loan signing. Those players, they're sealing out their options. The clubs want to know what they can get for these players, what the best deal for them is, who the best options are. And so that's going to take a while. I think, you know, we, we, I think we're still waiting for Rich Wellens to sign Will Grigg for us. I imagine he was absolutely mortified when he moved to MK Dons this summer as well, because he doubtedly would have turned up at Brisbane Road. But, um, you know, th- these things are going to be difficult and we're, we're, we're waiting. They're not going to admit we think we've really whiffed on all of our striker options because I think so far Wakeling in particular and has done really well. I'm, I'm excited by Tommy Adeloy. I think he's shown some reasonable signs of what I've seen of him already. So, you know, I don't think it's... You know, a desperate, desperate need. I think we have decent stock in the forward areas, but if you can get that right player in, add that piece of the jigsaw, then that's then that's what you want. So that piece is always going to take longer to find. Oh, Joe, 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 you always want that additional centre forward. What was if one gets injured or suspended or is rubbish? Well, well I think we know one of our strikers is going to be suspended at least half the time. So. No, no, he's... There was no booking this this week. Um, shall we listen to your three questions? Why not? Hi, Scott. From uh, strikers who you're looking at, strikers sort of still at the club, McCurdy playing a bit wider at the weekend. It felt like he was more involved in the game from what I've seen from it. What did you make of that? And did you think the formation switch helped him in that regard? Well, Harry can play in a number of positions at the top of the pitch, and as can probably the three that did play, you know. Um, Johnny can obviously play in midfield a little bit deeper, um, but does well kind of in that uh, attacking role. We've obviously got Tyree Shades as well, who, who, who can come on and play in that attacking role, um, either, either flank. And, and I, I would back probably Tyrese can play kind of down the middle as well. But Harry, yeah, no, Harry's, um, you saw last season when we flipped it to a 4-3-3 last season, he played really well and was efficient, scored some good goals from off the right. Um, you know, he was unlucky, you know, he saw kind of on uh, on Saturday where he went through a couple of times and hit the side netting and he hit the, uh, uh, the goalkeeper made a good save on one. So, you know, he, he got into some really good goal-scoring opportunities and positions, but obviously didn't uh, didn't happen um, for him. But listen, that will continue with Harry because he's, he's very lively, very bright, and he'll always, he'll always find himself in them positions. Yeah, and then also with Orient, they're yet to concede in the league from your own watching not to disclose too much obviously but what have you seen from them defensively that's made them so strong they've got good defenders you know they've got you know boy James plays right back he's obviously a good defender who's been playing left back Beckles happy who are real good defenders you know they're a a real solid kind of unit Um, 
like I say, they're expansive. They'll they'll stretch and spread, but they get back into a real kind of type four very quickly on a turnover. So, um, and of course, they've got a good goalkeeper as well. You know, like we spoke about. But listen, we're gonna we're gonna have kind of our own ideas of how we can hurt them and how we can get in behind them and and try and uh, try and create goal scoring opportunities. Yeah, and does their front foot nature maybe change the way you have to play? Because you maybe haven't played a team that wants to go quite as toe to toe yet. No, we won't change. Um, we won't change from what we do in terms of we feel that we, we have to really concentrate on ourselves. Um, yeah, there's certain aspects that we've got to adapt and and kind of negate um, for sure. That, that's like every game, you know. But we're you know we're, we're going to try and play our football as well. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thank you, guys. You want McCurdy out wide all the time, don't you? I just think it's he's where he's better used. He said it himself, he wants to be out wide. So when he's the player you kind of want to build around a bit, then maybe you should listen to that and where he's more comfortable. And Wakeling played up front on his own once and has 100% uh, goals per game in that position. So if you fact, if Wakeling plays you know, the rest of the 43 games or perhaps 42, whatever, I, I maths hasn't been a while. Um, you know, if he plays <laughs> up front on his own every single one of those games, he will score in every single one and break the goal scoring record for the division. So, you know, just using simple simple stats to show that clearly both of them are better used in those areas. If it ain't broke, you know, and all that. And you've used statistical fact too. Oh dear, this is this is too much. This is too much for me. Vibe it, vibe it. <laughs> I don't come to play when I come to talk about these things. Statistically, <laughs> Wakeling is a god up front on his own. And I think you would actually see that McCurdy has better goals per game when he plays off of the right and clearly enjoys it a bit more. He was just more involved against Carlisle. I think that's clear to see. I think maybe if he'd been a bit sharper at the start of the season, he would have scored and maybe win the game. But if, you know... If, if that's your that's your goal scorer and he's going to be more effective in one area, I think it's best to try and use that area. I'm not picking the team, but I just think that's that's fairly sensible logic. Yeah, you asked about Orient being defensively strong. They only have two clean sheets more than Swindon, for goodness sake. <laughs> but and and they tried to give away a goal against Mansfield, but they 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 are far more settled aside. And that defense, I think I think they were all pretty much their last season so there's going to be far better sort of communication between those guys isn't there Rob Hunt aside yeah I, must, I was actually slightly surprised Wellens didn't do more over the summer to bring in some new faces but they have that that continuity at the moment so that's clearly started them well they've got their free wins they're probably not complaining at, the, at this point in the season they've they've got that familiarity which really helps at the back you know I, th- I think their the defensive strength probably comes from their front foot playing, they're holding the ball more than their opposition, possibly more than being a, you know, a strong back four. But Lindsay talks about, you know, how they're they they're good at getting wide when they have the ball and then being becoming a lot more, you know, compact without it. And so that, and again, being familiar with the system is going to help you, um, going to help you with that with that process. And you know, with all of them being there and Rob Hunt knowing Wellens. Wellens' style pretty well, having played under him at two clubs before, that's always going to be a quicker process for them than it would have been for our team adapting to Lindsay. So that, that front foot nature was the last part of your, your question and it's not going to make any difference to the way Swindon approached this. Do you think that's the right way to go? 
I don't think he can be seen to back down if this is the way we're going about things and we turn and run at the first sight of a, a team who wants to come to the county ground and play. I don't think that would make much sense. This isn't a team, I think maybe they showed against Hofford they could be, but you know this is a team predominantly built to be on the front foot and keep possession. Last season, we were the best in the league at that. We still have, you know, players who are a lot of players from last season who are strong at keeping the ball, like, like Reed and Baudry, and then people who have been brought in who are also strong in that area. So, if we think we can keep the ball better than they can, then why why change things? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, then. So let's go predictions. Then I'm going for a coupon buster. I'm going to annoy the nation. <laughs> 2-0 Swindon, Wakelin and Gladwin. I'm going to go 2 all draw. I think, as I said, this is going to be quite an exciting game. Both teams look pretty, you know, Leighton Orient had a very strong start to the season. I think Swindon are maybe just starting to click into gear a little bit and there'll be goals in this one. Q nil nil. Yeah, I've just got a good feeling about this one. I think too many people have, have chalked it off and, you know, I, I'm down on quite a few things, as I've already said in previous pods, but... That, you know, I'm not. I'm not packing up. I still believe in Swindon Town. So two nil Swindon, and I want me to be right on this <laughs> I, one. Joe. I want you to be alive as well. Mm, absolutely. Well, there we go. That's another presser done. We'll be back later in the week, but it's going to be double Joe. It'll be Joe on presenting duties, and then Joe. Listen, but not just you talking to yourself, which is exactly what I wanted. But Jr is going to come in and help. Yeah, a lovely bit of Joeception for the late spot this week. It'll be it'll be a change of pace, but. It'll, Sad to be about you, Rich, but the football season marches endlessly onwards. It certainly does. I'll be at Rochdale, though. Don't you worry about that. Until then, Joe, thank you very much. See you soon. The Lone Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hello, bubble. Hi, Alice Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 